welcome to Home Space and Reason, a podcast about creating a home that thrives. Hi there, I'm Christina Browning, your host. If you know your home could be so much more than it is, I discuss home functionality, aesthetics, and automation. I'm a realtor in Portland, Oregon, and a home functionality coach. I geek out on every subject imaginable regarding your home and yard, challenging you to think of your space differently to get the most out of every square foot. I post questions for you to think through about your space and your reason. This podcast is all positive, offering you virtual fist bumps and celebrating every win. Remember, there's no such thing as perfect, but you can still aim for your best. Follow along on social media under the handle Space and Reason. Hey, thanks for joining me today. Listen to that. the first rainy, cloudy day in September. My son asked to watch Scooby-Doo, and we just had pumpkin spice creamer in our coffee this morning. So guess what's on my mind? Fall and Halloween. The wind seems to be blowing extra harder this year than I can remember in years past. The desire to grab a giant heavy blanket, a cup of something warm, and sit by the fire is ever-present. Time to dig out the tall socks and boots, make yourself a cup of cinnamon hot chocolate, and let's talk about creating a home that thrives in the fall. Do you have a favorite blanket that you love specifically in these months? I inherited one. Not in the traditional way, but My mother explained while offering it to me that it's just too heavy for us, she said. And someone knitted it. It was large and great quality, solid cream and color. And I reluctantly accepted it, knowing good and well, we don't want more stuff. But this blanket was divinely heavy. I'm one of those people that appreciates a good weighted blanket And this was the jackpot of all heavy blankets, and it has become my absolute favorite. When walking through a home yesterday with a buyer, we discovered that this home needed a blanket intervention. They had them stuffed in every spot imaginable, yet they didn't have enough room for their clothes or canning jars. I know this because there was a pile of canning jars stacked next to a hall closet which held far too many blankets. How about we all take this moment to take stock of our blanket situation? Of course, always have extras on hand for when guests stay, but do you have more of them stashed in other places? How many do you need? Are there any that you outright dislike? This time of year, When the temperature dips lower, there are so many charities that take blankets to help those that are in unfortunate situations. This is one thing you can do this week. Take stock of your extra blankets, get all of them in one place, folded neatly, and then get rid of any extras you may have to help someone else with your donation. This helps you to focus on the good in your life right now. You are alive, you are fed, and hopefully healthy. 
If finding a place to donate blankets to sounds like too much of a time commitment for you right now, you can also post it on the Facebook group Buy Nothing page. Someone will certainly take it off your hands. Gratitude and generosity are food for the soul. As the weather shifts, it's a great time to chat about the automation and efficiency of heating and cooling your home. I know, not a very interesting subject. I agree, but let me get this little tidbit out before we talk about something else. Many energy companies have programs that give you a free Ecobee or Nest thermostat when you enroll in their smart program. I know Portland General Electric does if you have ducted heat pump or electric forced air furnace. Independent research has proven that implementing a smart thermostat saves you 10 to 15% on average. So contact the company you pay your heat bill to and see if they have a similar program. This one tip can keep more money in your pocket year after year. Plus, you know, they look cool on the wall and they connect to other things. A Nest works with lights, appliances, cars, and more. Let's quickly compare the Echo B4 and the Nest in case I've piqued your interest. I'll be quick. The Echo B4 is hardwired and the Nest can operate off either a home's electricity or batteries in the event of a power outage. So if you live in an area with severe weather and power outages are a frequent thing for you, the Nest could be a better choice since it's got the backup batteries. As far as aesthetics go, both are roundish. The Echo B4 is a little more squarish, even though it's still round. The Nest comes in stainless steel, polished steel, black, mirror black, white, brass, or copper, and has a far sight feature which lights up when it spots you across the room. The Echo B4 is black with a blue strip at the bottom, and there are no other options. Both the Nest and Echo B4 work with Google Assistant or Alexa, albeit in slightly different ways. When you use Amazon Alexa, you can control your Nest either through the Alexa app or by speaking, meaning that you can ask Alexa to turn the heat up or down. But the Echo B4 has built-in Alexa voice itself, and that means it understands voice cues like Alexa does and features more capabilities than those related to room temperature. For example, a person can use the Echo B4 to hear music, set timers, and more, all by using Alexa commands. The moral of the story here is it acts like an additional Echo, but if both reside in the same space anyways, this really isn't a benefit to you. Both the Nest and Echo B4 are also compatible with Google Home devices. You can adjust your Nest thermostat or Echo B4 temperature by just saying, OK, Google, change the temperature to 73 degrees. Or, OK, Google, make my home warmer. Enough about that. If you have listened to an episode previous to this one, you've heard me talk about finding pleasure in everyday things. This is a perfect time to make yourself the most delicious cinnamon spiced drink ever. What if you spent this season searching for your most favorite fall drink recipe? This gives you permission to buy ingredients, sample different ones, 
invite over your friends, family, or neighbors, and have a tasting party. Insist that comfy clothes are mandatory. Maybe you even vote to see which one wins and send everyone home with the recipes for them all. Connection is valuable. If you want to live a life you've never lived, you've got to do things you've never done. This is a quote from author Jen Sincero, and it resonates with me in so many scenarios, but I bring it up now because if you've never had people over for a non-fussy, simple-themed party like, let's find our favorite fall drink, it can be so fulfilling. Simply the act of handing someone warm mulled cider in a cup at the door when they arrive can set the tone for a casual, no-fuss expectation that we want you here for your company and to celebrate the everyday, nothing more. Maybe drinks aren't your thing. Hey, make some butternut squash soup and invite your three closest friends over for lunch. When you have guests over, notice where they stand or sit. Notice where they gravitate. How is your space working for hosting company? Does everyone have a place to sit their drink? Are the lights dimmed? They should be. This is also the time of year that nights are longer and the days are shorter. According to an article by Marvin Nittle in Psychology Today, close to 5% of the U.S. population experiences seasonal depression. And one of the things that helps address this is to increase the amount of light in your home. Natural light is essential to our happiness and sense of well-being. There are many ways to introduce more natural light into your home, such as swapping heavy curtains or panels out and placing a mirror opposite your windows to reflect light back into the room. Do you have traditional blinds? Consider top-down, bottom-up blinds that allows the light to come through at the top of the window while still giving you the privacy you require at the bottom of the window frame. Or consider half-height wood shutters. We have shutters on the bottom portion of our windows only, and we absolutely love it. They are aesthetically pleasing and far easier to clean than traditional blinds. If you do have traditional blinds, can you make a point of opening them all every single morning like your life depends on it? The dark fall and winter days can slowly chip away at your mood without even realizing that the descent has begun. So be religious about this. Light is important. And now for your weekly questions. Grab your pen and paper. Questions to ask yourself about your home space and your reason. Number one, how much light comes into my home and are the rooms I especially dislike possibly too dark? Could that be why I don't like being in there? Question two, do I have a fall or Halloween tradition? If not, could I create one? Make this year 
a sampling season to find the one thing that especially resonates with you that you can start doing annually. It could be hosting. It could be apple picking or chestnut harvesting. It could be making a particular food or drink. It could be attending the grape harvest at your local winery. Find the thing that suits you and your family and then make it a thing every year. Set a reminder for yourself so you don't forget when September rolls around next year. Traditions fill the soul. Psychology Today reminds me that in our fast-paced and changing world, cultivating new traditions offers an important organizing and centering experience that juxtaposes a life of constant change. Creating thoughtful traditions that you really enjoy at your core is the opposite of a chaotic and frantic world. It gives us steady things to look forward to as the seasons shift. Having traditions offers important connections to each other, and that is critically important. Last question. Back to the topic of your house and home. Are there any windows we don't need to see out of at all because whatever is on the other side is either especially unsightly, looks directly into the neighbor's home, or is really close to the street, maybe? If you said yes to any of these, consider window film that makes your windows look frosted. It gives you all the privacy you need while still allowing in all kinds of natural light. Steve Jobs said, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication, and I could not agree more. Don't go crazy with pattern, and don't go and buy the kind with the adhesive backing. It is such a nightmare to put up. Get the kind that goes on with static cling. I will totally provide a link as always. I have had mine up for four years now and it hasn't budged. It's hassle-free and it's easily removable and it looks so classy and tasteful. It's so simple. Here's another prime reason to add this to your window. If you have a home being built right next to you and you have a construction crew there from the crack of dawn until dinner every day, but you don't want to barricade yourself in with the drapes down, this is a great temporary solution, allowing all the light in without the weirdness. Have you reflected on your self-talk over the past couple of weeks? In the first episode, I challenged you to notice what your inner voice had to say. You are your own very best friend. Be supportive. Be kind. Expect a lot out of yourself, but there's no such thing as perfect. I have a roof over my head, a table to gather around with some delicious food and drink to share with the people that I love. I am fortunate. I can't talk about fall without talking about Halloween. With sparkly solid black crows and real looking skulls, you can create spooky without looking like a third grade classroom, thankfully. My favorite inclement weather slash environmentally friendly Halloween decoration is making ghosts out of upcycled milk jugs. 
Even if you don't drink milk, you might know someone that does. And these adorable neutral ghosts go with most any home exterior color scheme. Somehow they aren't hokey in the least bit, especially when you line them up at like a few in a row. They're clean and tidy and they can do dual purpose duty as lanterns if necessary. You simply cut a flap in the back near the bottom and insert a battery operated candle. The milk lid goes back on the top and no matter how hard it rains, they light the way and are as rainproof as they get. Let's talk about spooky TV shows. I am currently geeking out on an obscure British show called Hidden Killers that only ran one season. I found it on Curiosity Stream. The show portrays how things in people's homes actually killed them in the olden days, such as exploding stoves and people mysteriously suffocating when they slept. I learned the en vogue brilliant green wallpaper was made of arsenic, of all things. If you like history and you appreciate a show that is spooky without all the blood and guts, check this show out. I've so enjoyed it. If a traditional scream fest type movie is more your speed, Good Housekeeping came out with a great list of 20 scary movies on Netflix, and I'll include that in the podcast notes. If you own an Amazon Echo, the spooky Halloween sound skill is free for you to use. The skill plays a continuous loop of spooky and frightening sounds perfect for a Halloween party or trick-or-treaters. Make sure you've enabled the skill and simply say, start spooky Halloween sounds. Also, try this. Say, Alexa, tell me a spooky story. And you'll hear a cheesy, kid-friendly short story voiced by an actor. If you're looking for a spooky game to play, there's quite a few options in the form of Alexa skills. The Magic Door, Ghost Detector, and The Haunted Adventure are a few you can look up. If you instead have Google Home and you have smart lights connected to Google Assistant, say, okay, Google, let's get spooky. This starts an hour long playlist of spooky sounds and music and your home smart lights will flicker, creating a spooky scene for kids ringing your doorbell. You can also ask Google to share facts about monsters while your kids are eating dinner and getting ready to trick or treat. I love our neighborhood. We do progressive parties several times a year, and Halloween is one of those times. We spend 45 minutes at each house before moving to the next house, and we are one of those three hosts. So when considering how much effort I want to put in when decorating, the answer is a lot because of how many people will be able to enjoy it in addition to our family and trick-or-treaters. One tiny pack of spider webs has lasted me years. And I mean several years, because you pull it so thin in order for it to look real. I put them over the top of some of our cupboards and sparsely in the tops of our windows. They look authentic. Over the years, our home has become the house where everyone comes to launch the trick-or-treating extravaganza. I make a big pot of chili, and many of the houses in our neighborhood go all out with decorations, so it's loads of fun. I have a special bulb for outside my front door. Although it's not a smart bulb, 
but it looks like that short-circuiting, weird, neurotic bulb that has been like in every single scary movie since the beginning of time. I am more of a savory person than a sweets person, so my favorite new tradition in our family is hollowing out a small pumpkin and filling it with a savory pumpkin cheese dip surrounded by crackers. It has been a giant hit among both adults and kids. It's definitely not the same old, same old. It's pumpkin and cheese together, and it's amazing. I might add, there's bacon involved. I will include the recipe on the Facebook group page. Full disclosure, obviously this one isn't healthy, but it's for a holiday, so on these occasions I'm all about delicious memories. I also love making breadsticks shaped like bones with marinara dipping sauce. Freeze fake spiders inside ice cubes, making whatever drinks you're serving especially disturbing. Last year, I did candy corn jello shots, which added to the festive familiar Halloween colors. Speaking of colors, Halloween doesn't have to be all about the orange. Pick a fall palette and roll with it as it pertains to the outside aesthetic of your home. Now, my front door is yellow, for example, so I use lots of white, gray, black, and tiny bits of yellow. Skeletons, skulls, bats, spiderwebs, crows, ghosts, all of these things are essentially colorless, so it's easy to pick your accent color and roll with it. I would recommend, though, if you have a blue house, do go with orange. It's opposite of blue on the color wheel, and so they look so good together. Also, red and orange go well together, creating that lovely fall feel. I'll post some images on the group page of Halloween aesthetics that aren't traditional. If you don't have smart bulbs, replace your regular lamp and ceiling lights with green bulbs for Halloween night. I tried purple last year, and honestly, it didn't look much different than my white lights, so I returned them and swapped them for green, and they are a winner. One thing you can do is set aside a Halloween bin if you don't have one already, and make sure you put everything in it, including anything you buy on sale the day after Halloween. I love knowing exactly where my decorations are for each season, and it also prevents me from buying duplicates. We don't need more going into a landfill or decorations from two seasons ago cluttering up your living space. If you're enjoying this content and you'd like more thoughts and visuals on home, space, and reason, sign up for my email newsletter, Little Bits of Home Functionality. It comes just once a week and is intentionally short. Find the link to sign up in the podcast notes and follow along on social media by searching for the handle Space and Reason. If you happen to live in the greater metro Portland, Oregon area, and you'd like to hire me as your home coach or as your realtor, reach out to me through social media or my website, spaceandreason.com. Also, if you're enjoying this podcast, it is important that you rate it because that's how other people can find out about it and it helps me to know what you're enjoying. 
Have a delightfully chilly week, and I look forward to the next episode of Home, Space, and Reason, all about creating a home that thrives. Thrives.